love and more like salute all the heirs of the empire right so i'm your host jf bay this is the facts over feelings third eye high podcast and we are dealing with the 40 day grand ascension 40 day grand ascension so i will be giving you 40 spiritual downloads to help you raise your soul's vibration right and throughout this 40 day grand ascension we're going to go through a lot of truths we're going to go through a lot of uh stuff in the bible right and you know the bible just translates to some books so don't be afraid of that but we're just going to show you how truth is universal and truth is a vibration right it's not an ideology it's not a school of thought it's not a club something you join it's not a church you know what i'm saying church is a german word that means circle circle of energy when two or more gather in his name god appears so if you've been following the series right this is day 12 of the 40-day grand ascension, right? So day 12, we're going to deal with where's the Garden of Eden? Where is the Garden of Eden? The Garden of Eden is at the seat of the soul. What does the soul need? So now let's look at that. The Garden of Eden. How do you spell Eden? E-D-E-N, right? But those same letters can be rearranged to spell need. So remember, they were in the Garden of Eden and all their needs were met, right? So in order to get back to the garden, you got to find out what it is that your soul needs, right? So we're going to go through something. We're going to revisit that story of Adam and Eve and the story of them getting kicked out of the garden for eating an apple. And remember, this is all esoteric. None of this stuff was meant to be taken literally. But most people skipped over, including the clergy and the pastors and, the, and all the rest of them. They got paid to do it. They, they purposely skip over that passage and they just tell you that they was both, you know, being punished and they got kicked out and all this other stuff. And and the woman was created from a man's rib and all this stuff was not meant to be taken literally. So we're going to really dial in on that scripture. Right. But we're going to go into something, because as I said, that garden that you got kicked out of was the seat of your soul because you were the soul as the creator you were God. Right? And then you had to learn about the soul because of the ignorance of not knowing you were God. So you got sent out into the world to come back into the garden. But how do you get back into the garden? The soul has to free itself from bondage. So that seat of the soul rests in the center of God's garden. The kingdom of heaven, right? And, and, and it's all revealed throughout the book. But we're going we're gonna to go over that, right? So as I said, Eden and need is spelt with the same letters. Remember when they said they were in the, the Garden of Eden and all their needs were met and they had everything they needed? But the minute they thought they needed something that was forbidden in the garden, everything was in disarray. So their needs were no longer met. But here's the thing. I'm going to read the rest of that verse to you because no church in this country will, will expound on the verse. They just skip around it and tell you that in Genesis, God was just, you know, <laughs> a bully. You know what I'm saying? When when really it was it was giving you the esoteric science of yourself, of the atoms evolving, right? Because the atom and the Eve is the atom, the A-T-O-M, right? The atoms evolving because once you have knowledge of self, you evolve to the God self. You raise up that tree of life. So what tree was he talking about them eating from? And was it a physical feasting? Or was all this spiritual? 
we're gonna go into it. So do me a favor, you know what I'm saying? Pull you up your favorite cup of sea moss, you know what I'm saying? Do what you gotta do, roll you up something of choice, and you know, grab your notes and share this on the way in because you know Facebook doesn't like this kind of truth because this is changing thought patterns, right? And you know, they want you distracted. They want your vibration constantly low so you can't get back to the God self. So, you know, they'll get rid of the share button. They mess with the audio, you know what I'm saying? There's no notification. So it's a lot of people that would like to be in the build that don't even know I'm live. So whatever, catch it on the playback. Salute to you. Thanks for your support. But you know, as you come in, share it with someone else, right? But we're gonna continue to build either way, right? Because this, this is directly sponsored by the spirit of the most high and those that need it is gonna get it the time they supposed to get it. So I ain't tripping, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we ain't, we ain't doing this for the views, you know what I'm saying? We doing this for the love. So it ain't for the likes, it's for the love. But I wanna bounce around through a few scriptures, right? So we gonna go through that King James Version, right? Don't be afraid. The Bible is just a uh, sun book, the book of the sun, right? So where is the garden of Eden? At the seat of the soul. What does the soul need? See, a lot of us are dealing with so much stress and struggles and we think life is so hard for us because we're on a path outside of the path that the soul is supposed to be taking. So often we end up learning more lessons than what we should learn, right? Because that wisdom, each time you gain wisdom, you level up and you kind of lock yourself off from that lower floor of bondage. But if you don't, confide in your own wisdom what happens you doomed to repeat the same lessons that you say that you came so we're gonna go through something right i want to first go through uh the book of genesis right so let's go let's go into that story of that garden like what was what was really taking place in the garden what was really going on in the garden right so we're going to go into that so if you want to follow along you know what i'm saying you can uh follow along with us and the book of genesis right the book of Genesis, chapter 2, right? Because we're going to go all the way to uh, the whole story, right? But I want to really go to chapter 2, right? Chapter 2, when it talks about Adam and Eve in the garden and God kicking them out of the garden, right? So let's go into the, to, to this part here, right? And Lord planted where I want to go. I want to go top of top of this because I don't want to I don't want to get you lost in the scripture, right? Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, chapter three. We're gonna go. We're gonna go back to two. We're gonna go back to two. Um, actually, the book of Genesis, uh, chapter two, verse seven. Chapter two, verse seven. First, let's look at that. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man became a living soul. So what was man before God breathed the breath of life in him? Because the holy breath is the breath of life. And before we leave the physical, what's the last thing to go, right? You know when somebody, before they die, so to speak, they take their last breath, right? So if the breath is life and you're not a full soul until you are full of that breath and that life, then you're not truly living. So now let's look at this creation of man that God created. And on the seventh day, right, he ended his work and this, that, and the other. But let's take a look at this garden thing. So we're gonna go to chapter three, right? Chapter three. Yeah, chapter three, uh, verse one, right? And we'll just go all the way down. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast. Here we go, wait a minute. 
No, I skipped something. Let's go back to chapter two. Yeah, let's go back to chapter two because this is important. So you remember Adam was naming all the animals, right? So here's where he's talking about this tree of knowledge that you can't eat from, right? So it says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And therefore he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to the water, Eden to water the garden from thence. It was parted and became into four heads, right? Now let's skip, let's skip down a little bit. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So now remember, God's garden or the Eden that we're talking about is the mind of God. God's garden, right? So now let's 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 follow this, right? So man was placed into the garden to tend to the garden, to keep it, right? And to see that everything is good, right? And to name all the animals, etc. Right? This is what they told us told you in Bible study and in and in church and all this other stuff, but they skipped past the esoteric science. So let's look at this. So, and the Lord God said, It is not good that man hold up, let's 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 go right to this part here. And the Lord God commandeth the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest, therefore thou surely die. We got to go into what is he talking about? So God is saying, yo, you can have everything in this garden, but this one tree you can't touch. And if you eat from this tree, you're going to die. What will actually die? See, he wasn't talking about an actual physical death. Let's, let's, let's pay attention here. We're talking about the ignorance. The cardinal mind is going to die because then you're going to truly know why you in the garden. Let's get back to it. Goes on to say, and the Lord said, it is not good that the man shall be alone. I will make him an helpmate. I will make a helpmate for him. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof remember the creatures were the atoms evolving and they became something right they became a, a physical manifestation in this reality so it goes on to say and the Lord came and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. There's something going on with this story, right? Now, mind you, none of this stuff is meant to be taken literal. Pay attention. Every man got a belly button, right? Every man was connected to an umbilical cord, connected to the womb of God, right? So how could it be that took my rib and created her and I came from outside of her? Or I came from inside of her, right? So now understand, what, what does the, the ribs represent? The ribs represent 
the structure of the temple, right? And and what's what does the ribs protect? Our ribs protect our organs. The ribs protect the heart, right? The, the ribs protect the stomach, right? So understand this, right? The woman represented the one that will protect the man's emotion. Because if a man can't master his emotions, he can't raise to the God self. Do you understand? This is why masonry is dealing with mother and son, ma and son. She is supreme chaos and her son is chaos. She teaches him how to master the chaos within his temple. But she is supreme chaos. That's supreme mathematics. So do you understand why she was created? To raise him up. Because Eve was the one who taught Adam how to raise up the tree of life. The tree of life is not a tree. It's in the garden. You are the tree of life. This is all esoteric. So when the atoms evolved and he got better understanding of himself, he understood how to raise up the tree to get back into the garden, the kingdom of heaven. You understand this part now? So she had the most important task. And why did they, they try to pimp it off like women was evil and all of the churches, they run it like, like that. And women have no parts in the church and they can't run the church and all that. All that is ego shit. Let's read the rest of the scripture see the book's not lying it's the people lying to you that's reading the book to you because they just bouncing around giving you sound bites but you gotta use your own discernment so and they both were naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed chapter three now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said unto the woman ye have ye have god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in which it is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the days ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be as gods knowing good and evil and when the woman saw that the tree was good for the food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat so remember Eve was the atoms evolving she had to give the knowledge of self to Adam to wake up the self because remember what they said adam fell into a deep sleep and he woke up and then woman was created wasn't you asleep in your mom's womb do, do you understand how they're hiding the true identity of the grand architect which is mom because she created solomon's temple she created a complete being with no tools she's the grand architect do you understand this let's continue that serpent that you're talking about is your kundalini energy, which means it's a, it's a coiling, a spiraling of energy that's in the base of your spine. That's your root chakra. Down the base of your spine, that leads all the way up to the crown chakra. So this serpent, this snake was the knowing inside the woman, the wisdom. And she gave it to her son. She taught him masonry. She taught him how to get out the garden and how to come back to the garden. Do you get it now? And, and this is why every man is charged to take care of his flower, right? Women are delicate as flowers. They need to be nurtured. They need to be watered. They need sunlight. They need fresh air. 
they need companionship. So if a woman's given all these things, she's allowed to flourish as a flower with all her petals. So the same thing happens to those trees in the garden. The woman was the tree. Do you understand what's going on? She was trying to tell him, you came from me. You came from the tree. Remember the serpent said, yo, you ain't going to die if you eat. You're going to be just like God. Let's find out what God says once they eat. Because all of the pastors cut you off and they get you into this fear-mongering uh, concept of like, yeah, and God was angry with them and kicked them out of the garden and everybody's in sin and the whole world's out of balance. That's not what was taking place in the story. Let's find out. So this serpent represents your soul trying to get back to itself to know about itself because you weren't content with everything in the garden just like right now you can have all the money the best job the best this look at all the people that are millionaires and and they're empty something's not filled up the more you get for the the ego the more the soul is neglected so it's like you in that garden bored of shit that's why you had to bite from the tree but it wasn't that we're all on that quest to know the self I don't care what your resume's like. I don't care what people think you are or who you portray yourself to be. You still really trying to find out what kind of soul I got. Where's my soul vibrating? What is my soul here to do? Every day you wake up with that conversation. Today the ego gets up and the ego got, got his list of things it's going to do. But every day the soul is like, you're going to get to that to-do list? You know what I'm saying? You're going to start checking off things that I need because... That's how you get back to the garden. By remembering why you were sent out of it. Not cast out, you were sent out. Sent out to find out about the soul. Because you knew the truth that you were God, but you didn't believe it. So then God had to put you through your own quest to get back to the self. Let's continue here, right? So it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good, right? And then the snake said, don't eat it, right? The snake said, you eat it, you won't die. And the eyes of them both were opened. And the eyes of them both were open. And the eyes of them both were open. One eye, two eye. Pay attention. And the eyes of them were both open. And they knew that they were naked. And they saw fig leaves to gather and made themselves aprons. Now, remember what they said when, when they, they got knowledge of self and then they said, oh shit, I'm naked. It's all esoteric. Pay attention to what, what, what is getting at. It wasn't that they were naked and they were ashamed. They now became the gods because they had knowledge that they were gods. And who can judge? Judge not and you shall not be judged. And, and, and the only one that casts judgment is God. So they began to judge themselves because they started to see the power that they had. Do you get what's going on? You don't feel ashamed and none of that unless the soul is trying to talk to you. The soul is saying, yo, you, you know that's not how we move. You know that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You know you out of season with, with, with the way you're moving. That's why a lot of our blessings don't come to us because we're not listening to the soul. We all over the place trying to, everything got to be in perfect order and everything got to be balanced when you're supreme chaos. Nothing is never going to balance out in your life unless you make it happen. And you make it happen in the real time. It's not going to be like, well, 10 years from now, I'm going to have everything mapped out. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and my 10-year plan. What's the saying? Write your plans and give God the eraser. 
right? Your plan is to give God the eraser because things are going to always be altered. But if you're rooted from a soul standpoint as to, is this what you really want in your soul? Because what your soul wants, the universe going to give it to you. Something that you want that's in the soul, all obstacles will be removed out of your path. But you have to believe that the soul can inherit what's due to it. A lot of people owe you something in the physical, you ain't gonna never get it. But what's due to the soul, you gonna always get it. Because it's already written. So let's continue here, right? Because this is the most powerful uh, uh, book, chapter in the book. The book of Genesis This going on about the story of Adam and Eve Because it sets the mindset That you need to have when you go into the book But if I already polluted your thinking With they, they were cast out of the garden And they were evil And God was so angry with them and, and they might go to hell Now the church can fill that void of like We're going to be God's backup We're going to be God's you know hype men Or we're going to do God's will In terms of punishing people Right? Because you notice how God gonna let you know when you fucked up. That spirit is gonna start having a conversation with you. So you don't need a church or a group of people to say, yup, look at you, you, yeah, we knew it. You know what I'm saying? None of that stuff is of God. And, and the book says, judge not and you shall not be judged. But once they became God, got knowledge of themselves, they started to judge themselves. So they said, yo, we naked in the garden. So let's get back to this. So they grabbed these aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking into the garden. The cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee? that thou sh shouldest not eat. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to me, gavest to be with me. She gave me the tree and I did eat. So Adam, he said, yo, yo, the woman gave me the apple, kid. You know what I'm saying? I was a little, you know what I'm saying? I was a little, I was following everything you said, man. You said, name the animals, lit, naming them. You know what I'm saying? Aardvark, you know what I'm saying? Hippopotamus, I'm naming all of them. But he said, the woman, which was the wisdom she encouraged him to get knowledge of himself. See, this part of the story is not evil. Let's continue on. So he said that the woman that you created for me, she told me to eat from the tree. Hast thou eaten of the tree which thou I commanded? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is that this, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So the woman was talking about my curiosity. That, that, that God self in me said, I'm God. That, that innate knowing, you know how women just are tied to the spiritual and they just know stuff? She just knew, like, yeah, hold up. I think God's testing us. I think this is a riddle inside itself. And, and, and as a matter of fact, we're supposed to do exactly what he told us not to do. Because here's the thing. What starts the journey of the hero? It's that something you're going after, right? You know, every every movie we watch, every tall tale, there, there's a hero's journey and there's a quest he got to go on and he get the girl in the end, he get the money right off in the sunset, the whole shit, right? The whole mythos that takes place in all the movies you see ever on TV. So what they were saying is this, the soul is here to go on a journey. 
if you just were born and, and somebody told you right in the room, right in the womb, you're God. You ain't even got to come here. Why would you even come out your mom's womb? But you came out of here ignorant, right? Unknowing to the self, innocent, to get back to the self. And what weren't they in the garden, innocent like children? So all of this is, is leading to something. But the garden wasn't physical. The garden is the seed of the soul. God's mind. So let's get back. So the Lord called unto him, right? And the man said, the woman that gave us, right? She told me, eat from the tree. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thee seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow. Don't women cry when they're giving birth? Isn't, isn't childbirth painful? Isn't your cycle, the ministration you go through every month, isn't that painful? So they try to tell you in the church that that was the curse that God gave woman. She, she's going to have pains giving childbirth and she's going to have pains all through her life by, you know, the menstrual cycle every month. That's not what he was saying. God was saying this. As I said earlier in the bill, in order to connect with the suffering, one must suffer. So God was saying on this journey to get back to the God that you know you are, you don't believe that you got. So first I got to put you through the same suffering that the God went through. Do you understand? Let's get back to it. Thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So understand that the man is the head of the house, right? But it's not so weird to where the man is, is pushing a woman around, telling her what to do. They are one unit. This is why they're talking about the rib that came from Adam. It was trying to say that, yo, she came from you. But in all actuality, you came from her. So if you came from her, that's like that's like the child cussing his mom out and he don't want to be counseled by his mom. You mean to tell me you're not, you're not going to listen to the game your mom giving you? The same person that fed you, clothed you, put you on her breast, you know what I'm saying, gave you life? You're going to listen to her counsel. So what we're saying is the man can lead if he's given the right divine counsel from his counterpart. This is how this works. So just look at all the businesses, you'll see the women running all the businesses. Because women are good with managing. They're good with managing money. They're good with managing the children, the family, the finances, everything. So understand where does that come from? Because she's rooted in the spiritual. She's not tied to the physical things itself. She's looking at, I got to have balance within my unit. Because we won. My kids ain't doing right. The family ain't doing right. My husband ain't doing right. I'm not doing right. If I'm not doing right, my husband's not doing right. So all of this stuff is on the mind of her because... She's the first manifestation of God. This is why they tell you the story of Jesus, God's son. Why do they keep talking about God's son? Who's God's mom? Right, we keep thinking man and uh, male and female. We keep thinking this physical shit. When, when, when we're talking about an energy, God is masculine and feminine. Duality, don't you need masculine and feminine to create another life? Right. So... This, this part, I'm, I'm going to reel this in, right? You're never going to look at the story of Adam and Eve ever again the same way after I conclude this bill. So now, now God says, and the Lord heard the voice, 
He went to the garden, right? He says, yo, y'all not supposed to be from this tree. And he says, I'm going to curse this snake and I will put anemone between thee and the woman, right? So he's saying the woman's going to go through something. Man's going to go through something, right? All he was saying is, you're going to have to lift that, lift that cross. It's going to be some burdens to bear once you bear witness to the truth of the God self. So it says, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, ye have good, ye, ye, ye have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god hath said ye shall not eat neither shall ye touch it or at least ye die right remember the serpent said you ain't gonna die god was capping right so now all of this stuff comes back full circle and unto adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I command thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all of the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of the face shalt thou eat bread, and thou till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken from the dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return, right? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? And Adam called his wife named Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Adam and Eve's evolving. So if she's the mother of all living, is Adam really living? Was Adam a spirit or was he a man? Was he a spirit that became man? See, they're telling you all through this chapter. Let's continue. See, the pastors, they're going to stop reading right there. And they're just going to say they got kicked out of the garden. Let's find out where they really got sent to. Where you got sent to. Where I got sent to. So, goes on to say, Adam called his wife Eve. Adam's evolving, right? Because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also... And to his wife, the Lord God made coats of skins and clothed them. So this guy just kicking him out the garden. He just gave him some garments. He said, yo, I'm out to lace y'all. I'm going to give y'all some, some, some heavenly drip. Send you out into the world. But he's sending them on to the quest to know God. Because once you know God, you can believe that you God. First, you got to know, though. See, a lot of us got knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Look at everybody with the age of consciousness. A lot of people got knowledge. What are we doing with it? Everybody's just fucking banging with trivia, snapple facts, and ain't nothing moving forward because everyone's just ego debating. They're not comparing the pieces of the puzzle to put it together to say, yo, we all got to get back to the same picture we see. The picture of the garden we got kicked out of. But the garden is God's mind. You got kicked out of your own mind, God. Do you get it now? And everybody's running around cardinal thinking. We all running around following at will somebody else's thoughts. Everything's a soundbite. We all just scrolling our timelines and fake thoughts and fake emotions. And nobody's being really real from the fucking soul. It's no love out here. Why is that? Because there's no God dwelling in your temple. Where did God go? Why is he asleep? Why is she asleep? Because you asleep. Let's continue, right? And Adam called his wife his name Eve, right? And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. So God gave Adam and Eve, after they disobeyed him, he gave them 
the flyest shit in his closet. He gave him some heavenly drip to send him out into the world. And then he gives Adam this awesome-ass introduction. He says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. As one of us? Us. So there's more gods than one. But what did God tell you? John 10, 34, 36, year gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word God came and the scriptures can't be broken. Do you understand what's really taking place in this story? So he sends them out and say, all right, you got the truth now, you God. But I can read your vibration and you don't believe that you God. So I got to send you on this quest to get back to God. I got to send you out the garden so you appreciate the garden once you back. Get it now? Let's continue. Unto Adam and the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now least he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So didn't the pastor tell you if you eat from the tree of the, the tree of uh, good and evil, man, Adam's going to die. God just said, yo, he ate from the tree. He disobeyed me. I gave him some heavenly drip. I said, he's a God. I praised him. And then what happened? The Lord said, you gonna have everlasting life from eating from that tree. Doesn't sound contradictive. So what really, what is he saying is going to die? Your cardinal mind. Your, your, your perception of this physical fucking reality that you think that's all there is. That concept's going to die. Once you truly know that you God. So Adam had to die. But remember, Eve, if Eve came after Adam, this is what they tell you. But it's not so. Adam's evolving. Eve had to come first. She's the mother of all living things. So was Adam living when he was in the garden by himself? Or was he just a spirit in God's mind? Do you understand? Pay attention before that seed was planted into the physical temple. Let's get back to it. And the Lord said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now least he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Why was it called the tree of life? If you ate, ate from the tree, you would die. So what would live after you ate from the tree? Once you receive that nourishment, what would grow within your temple? Once you planted that seed of knowing that wisdom would now grow. And now you would have everlasting life because you would understand that God can't die. Let's go on. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden. So, so God didn't kick him out the garden because they ate from the knot. He got him right. He's going to give his heavenly drip. You are officially a God. You are one of us. He is just like us. And to know the difference between good and evil. Why is God speaking in... <laughs> multiple contexts why is he saying one of us who's the us but all through the book is saying you're gods so continue on they can't tell you this in the church because you'll stop searching for something outside of you and you'll start getting on your quest you'll start using that energy to really say I'm not here to be asking frivolous questions I'm here to be the answer to the questions get it now therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken 
So God is saying, once you understand the truth of all things, now you're charged with taking care of things. Once you say you God, you now take on all of God's responsibilities, all the struggle, all of the stress, all of the. But remember, if you claim the victory in the end and you understand that God already told you the end of the story, all of the suffering you endure is going to be worth it. All of the struggles and all the sleepless nights and all the tears in the eyes is going to be worth it. But you got to stay faithful to your path. Because all of this shit in the physical don't even matter. The soul is trying to wake itself up. Every day you wake up from a dream, you're really going back to sleep. Do you get it? So all of this took place in there. So he drove the man out and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden, sheriffs and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now that sword represents that black dot. Now, if anybody studies the Kabbalah and you look at the actual tree of life, I'm gonna show you, you look at the actual tree of life, there's a certain uh, pathway that those that don't have a soul or those that haven't illuminated and raised the vibration of the soul, they can't go through those pathways. So they get stuck, trapped on this physical plane. They leave in the physical body and come back in this bitch in another body. Back ignorant of the self to do the whole damn thing all over again. You're trapped on a perpetual loop of a slavery of the soul being in bondage. So I want you to take a look at this here, right? Because that Garden of Eden, that tree of life that they, they were talking about, this is the tree of life. Let me show you that tree of life. This is the, the tree of life. I don't know if you can see it clear, right? This is the tree of life. Tree of life and the flower of life. Doesn't a woman's vagina represent a flower? And the petals opening up, right? And, and she bears fruit, just like the flowers bear fruit, the trees bear fruit. So we're talking about there's a certain passageway here that if you don't raise your vibration, you can't get through to the God self. So God was saying, I'm going to send y'all out to raise your vibration back up to get right back into this garden. Because now you have the knowledge of the garden and why you in it. See, everything in this life isn't about just pleasure, 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 right? It has to be some pain. But what is life itself? Ladies, women, let me, let me, let me ask the ladies. What, what is life itself? If, if, if a man ain't give you a little bit of pain while y'all was having sex, would the, would the sex be pleasurable? Let me ask you, ladies. Ladies, if, if you gave birth to a child and there was no pain, there was no... Right? You ain't feel no pains and, and oh, I hope the baby's okay. Or or that, that, that joy and that, that tiredness that you feel after you release the baby from that stargate and bring her into this physical existence. That pain is all the more, there you go, Empress, represents that growth. The pain represents the growth. So there has to be pleasure. There has to be pain. But the pain can also be pleasure because it's a labor of love. So to understand, right, just look at look at the trees themselves. Do the trees cry out? Oh my God, it's too damn hot today. I don't need that much sun. No, the, the trees are just in alignment with what they're here to do. They're coded to get everything they need. In the fall, what happens? The leaves fall off the joint. They don't need them. Do, do you see a tree arguing like, God damn, every fall my leaves fall off. 
oh my God, the Lord giveth and taketh away. The trees are not in scarcity. The trees are going through the seasons. So when we understand that we got to go through certain seasons, and it's going to be a season of pleasure and a season of pain. But as I said, ladies, how pleasurable would sex be if it didn't hurt a little bit? If, if it wasn't a little bit of, because that feel good got to be a little bit of pressure a little bit, right? So so we have to we have to really get into that story of Genesis, right? So they never really got kicked out of a garden. They were sent out to get back to the self sent out to get back to the self. So let me show you something. That children of Israel that they're talking about. The children of Israel, Isis, Ra, and El. The mother, the El force, and the father. Isis, Ra, and El. Israel. The mother, the son, and the son of the son. Do you understand what's going on? Because every woman, she gives birth to sons. She, she doesn't give birth to a daughter. She gives birth to another mom, right? Because your daughter, even when she's a baby, she carries all the eggs in her womb to raise a nation. So women give birth to a son. This is why masonry is talking about mother and son. This is why the story of Jesus and Mary or the Madonna and her baby was about mother and son. Because when he grow up, he's going to marry a mom. And she's going to give birth to somebody too. Right? So all of this is connected. See what I'm saying? It's right here. That's what masonry is. And why is it that in order to sustain life to get food, we gotta still be connected to her? We was connected here, inside and outside, we connected to her here. What is that telling you? She's just sustenance, she's the life force. That's why they were talking that he needs a companion. But if she's the the the, the Eve of all evolution, right? She was the mother of all creation. She had to create him. But every man has a belly button, which means every man was connected to an umbilical cord, which means you was connected to the first version of God, her. So let's continue, right? Because a lot of the, the, the religious books, they're, they're not confusing you. It's, it's the religious figures that's pimping the book. You know what I'm saying? They, they get taught not to read certain scriptures to you. Right? So they're not going to tell you the true story of Adam and Eve like we just went over. Right? The atoms, the A-T-O-M, right? The atoms evolving, man getting to know himself. Because what happened at the end of the story? God didn't kick him out the garden. He gave him some clothes. He said, yo, you're like one of us. You're a God that know the difference between good and evil. So go out into the world and take care of the world. But take care of the world in the sense of what? Letting the world know of the self. Makes more sense, right? So... Let's continue on, right? We're going to bounce around through a few passages, right? And that whole thing with the book of Genesis, it sets the tone for the book. The whole book was telling you to get free. That shit wasn't to keep you on no bondage. It wasn't to tell you why you no fake white Jesus or none of that. <laughs> he said, you're gods. He called them gods unto whom the word God came and the scriptures cannot be broken. If you believe me when I say that I'm the son of God, you say I'm blasphemous when I say that you are God? Do you understand why you catch the hell that you catch? And there are two different kind of beings on this planet. You have the soulless beings and you have those that are souls. What am I talking about? You got man and you got mankind. Remember when they faked the moon landing at the TV studio? One leap for man and one leap for all mankind, right? So who are these kind of like mans? The kind of like men, right? These are the ones who don't have a soul that are on a perpetual loop to keep you locked into the physical chasing all this physical shit. Those that have the most 
physical things are the least raised in the spirit. Those that are raising up in the spirit, they have least of the physical. What do they say? The last shall be first. The meek shall inherit the earth. It's to let you know not to get attached to none of these physical things because none of this shit you need. Where the soul's going, you can't take none of that stuff with you. So why are you attached to it? And this was the trick. For what is it for a man to gain the world and lose his soul? You get it now? Look at all the people that got all this money. They in disarray. They fucked up. Cannibals. All kind of shit. <laughs> Look at their timeline. There's no God found in their temple. So they're just dressing up the ego suit. This is just your ego suit. And you're going to eventually zip up out of this, race to the kingdom of heaven and get up out of here. But I'm going to just show you all through the book, that's what it's telling you. That's what it's telling you. In the moment you confess that you're God, you're going to be crucified. You're going to go through this walk just like the Christ went through the walk. That's why he was called the Christ. The Christ just simply means delight. Those who have the light, the anointed, the one who had the light of truth in their heart. That's the Christ. Christ was a race of people. That's all of us. It's never one person. But the church masked the story. And then once we crucify the physical one person, so to speak, we hide the esoteric teaching. See, those in the old days, they knew that these stories from the Bible were taken from the old days. They knew that they were a collection of pamphlets of the soul and the walks of man. There was no contradiction. But then all these holy rollers came along, those uh, secret treaty of Aronas, Article 3, clergymen, oath takers, they all came along and started for a 501c3 corporation, they all started to pimp the book. But the book is telling on them, Matthew 15, 8, all through the book, Matthew 15, 8, they confess my name with their tongue, but deny me in their hearts. They're not of God. And the more you vibrate on God's frequency, you can read the energy of those that ain't. So let's continue, right? We're going to go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, right? Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. And I'm outside in the elements, you know what I'm saying? You're going to hear helicopters, planes, all that for the podcast on the playback. But it's all good, right? So Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. But if from there, but if from there you seek the Lord, God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. See, all of those people that's playing that they know God, that shit ain't of the soul. It's all ego-based. Look at all these pastors with the master, mega churches and all that, and they ain't helped not one neighborhood. They're going to have to answer for something too, you know what I'm saying? But remember, remember he said Satan is the God of this world. Now, don't get caught up in that word, word Satan, right? Don't get caught up in the word Satan or Lucifer, because I am Lucifer. I am Lucifer, the light bearer. Hmm, What? He just said he's God. Now he said he's Lucifer. Well, the devil is just God in a ski mask. See, Lucifer was the, the, the bad guy or the guy they could blame everything on. And this is how the church was able to rob the community. Something go wrong in your life. You didn't get a blessing. Oh, that's the devil being busy. You drop that money in the plate. Maybe something works out for you. They're going to take the credit. Oh, won't God do it? God did it, right? Look at all these thick-ass devil-worshiping celebrities. God did. And everybody's running around thinking these people worship God. Man, y'all better stop playing. Y'all better stop playing with it. They all gonna have to answer, man. Pride goes before the fall, man. <laughs> Trust me, man. You ever notice that they all seem to be pushing the hype just a little bit more than... Like, look look how they overhyped that, that Jay-Z verse. That shit was mediocre at best. He's been telling you to sell drugs for the past 25 years of his career. <laughs> now you're a billionaire and you're telling me to do what? 
Get myself in a Rico case? Like, what are we doing? How is that a big homie move? How is that wisdom? How is that knowledge? But nobody has the gall to say, yo, that's some bullshit. We shouldn't be following these puppets. But everybody's modeling their picture of success after these minions. I'm a billionaire. And I'm a, and I don't know if you've been around any billionaires to have conversations with them. I've been around several. And there's a vibe that you get off that these people aren't content. Because when they obtain these things, yeah, I got more than everybody around me. But the soul is still empty. You're missing something. So now you got to keep up this illusion of I got everything. I got all the toys. That's why they're engaging into all these perverse acts and the child trafficking and all this other stuff. Because when you got everything you want, you start to partake in other crazy shit that ain't of the soul. And all of these people are partaking in these things. They all going to crumble. They're going to be judged. So this bill ain't to judge them. But I am saying this. In the times where you see of the last days, you're going to see people overhyping the lie. Overhyping the lie. Look at people three years later still wearing masks on their face, even though the science <laughs> proves. And the, and the Fauci himself said it the first month of the scandemic. He said, the mask might block a droplet, the mass of her people who's sick, so they won't get other people sick. But then they got all people mentally sick and you still wearing the shit. They still got you taking vaccines, even though April of this year they were found to violate your constitutional rights. And in no state can they force a mask, a vaccine, or any of that shit on you. That's why the airport and everybody's relaxed, but you ain't figured it out. You're still blindly complying because you're not aware of God's power. You're not aware of God's power. So that whole thing with Deuteronomy 429, you got to seek God with all your heart. So meaning if you really trying to get busy on the task that your soul is here to do, you're going to do it. You're going to stop making excuses. You ain't going to be tripping about the stress you got and the stuff you got to, that weight you got to lift. Because when you find out it's just an illusion, all of the struggles and obstacles you go through are just illusions. They're just put in place to see, are you really going to let the soul free itself? If you had the chance, would you actually allow the soul to free itself? To free itself from bondage? Because you are in a prison and everyone that's, comfortable in the prison they're telling you to get comfortable come on get a piece of the cake like everybody else right get get your financial incentive like everybody else but what happened to judas judas got that 20 that 30 pieces of silver right what happened he turned into most high so you're gonna have people all through the walks of your life that's gonna be that judas that's gonna turn you in that's not gonna be following you down your path that's gonna be a hindrance it's gonna be an obstacle because Guess what? Everybody looking out for their wallet. Ain't nobody leading from their heart. Everybody looking out for their wallet. Look at all the people that treat people a little bit better because they got a couple dollars. What happens when you got some money issues? You don't want to talk to nobody. You feel some kind of way. You slam your door. You, you're an asshole, right? Because the ego doesn't have what it wants. It's like a child throwing a tantrum. I ain't got what I want to satisfy me for the temporarily, so I'm going to make the soul be uncomfortable. But the soul is here to go through something. So the soul's not tripping off your stress, your struggles. That's all mental. Stress is something that happens in the mind. You're trying to change a reality that maybe didn't happen, or you're trying to alter a, a reality that already took place. That's not of God. And that's why you, you find yourself in these battles where you can't win them because you shouldn't even be fighting them. We gonna bounce around. Let's 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 go to a few more a few more passages here, right? I want to go to Proverbs, right? Proverbs, 
chapter 17, right? Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. A merry heart does, does good like a medicine. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. See, if you're not content with what you're doing in your heart, I don't care how much you're getting paid to do what you're doing, that shit gonna be short-lived. Look at all the people that die with a broken heart and they spent 30 years at their job that's gonna replace their ass as soon as the funeral happens. Because you're not living from the soul standpoint. You're living from a scarcity standpoint, a lack standpoint. I gotta do this, I gotta put my kids through college. And Look at the climate we're in today. You got people with four-year degrees and they can't get a job at McDonald's. So you gotta understand, what is this shit really about? It's about you listening to what the soul wants. So where is the garden of Eden? At the seat of the soul. And the seat of the soul is God's mind. As I said, Eden and need is spelled with the same letters. Your needs are met when you follow the path according to the garden. See, they weren't kicked out of the garden. They were sent out of the garden because God said, you got knowledge yourself now. Look at Adam. He's like one of us. One of us. He are gods because all of us are gods. So he sent them out to go through that journey of the soul to do what? Once you know you God, now you got to believe that you God. And, and you can't believe and know it until you go through those trials and tribulations. That's what the whole story of the crucifixion was about. And when he said that he's getting stoned and the townspeople is kicking his ass and throwing all kind of... And he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, when you're ignorant of the God self and you don't know that you God... You're like a child. You're innocent. So it's going to be some things that you're going to get away with. But the minute Adam knew he was God, God said, you got to get busy. All right, you got to leave my house. Leave this garden. Go out there to the world and do what? Tend to the world, which is the ultimate garden. So they weren't punished. And, and the woman didn't do something terrible. And she told him to eat from the tree. What happened after he ate from the tree? God said, you're going to have everlasting life from eating from what? The tree of life. But all of this stuff is esoteric. See, those sorcerers, the clergy, all those oath takers, they, they pimp the passages in the scripture because they know you're not going to take a time to read it. But all of these books read the same way. All of the books were here to teach you to master the heaven and hell that exists between your temple, the higher self and the lower self. God and the devil. Your kingdom of heaven and your lower self, your devolved nature, the devil, to devolve. So... Let's go to Hebrews, right? We're going to bounce around. We're going to bounce around. No, you know what? I'm going to stay on Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 20, right? Proverbs 20. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, right? Proverbs 20, verse 27. No, that's the one I just went over. No, I like this one here. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. And that fire, right, that, that root chakra, that kundalini energy starts, that dragon, right, that you call that serpent that they said was in, the, was in the Garden of Eden. That's that fire that's in the pit of your stomach. That's that passion. Do you understand what we're talking about? The snake was your energy raising up from the base of the spine to the crown chakra. So back to this part here, right? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Mercy and truth preserve the king and his throne is upon by mercy is upheld by mercy 
the seat of the kingdom of heaven, the throne where God sits, is here. What is he saying about the light? Let's listen to this part. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. Now, if you read other versions of the book, it's going to tell you the spirit of the Lord is the light. The light. Let's look at this part. The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is their gray head. The blueness of the womb cleanseth away evil. So does stripes in the upward parts of the belly. So now we understand that this darkness that they're talking about, we're talking about this light, that if this light's not in your temple, you're not living. So what was the story of Adam? Because remember, it was two kinds of Adams in the garden, the A-D-A-M and the A-T-O-M. Now what happened? Adam fell asleep and he woke up and his wife Eve was there. None of this stuff is meant to be taken little, esoteric. So Eve represent the Adams evolving. Once the spirit of Adam knew himself to be the soul of God, he became God and he left the garden to go out to teach others to become that, to evolve their Adams and come back to the God self. Powerful stuff here, powerful stuff. Let's go around. Let's, let's go around to a few more scriptures, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the commonality in the book that all through the book it reads like this. How is it you went to their religious institutions and you're not getting the same downloads that you're getting today? That's all by design. Half of the truth is a whole lie. Half of the truth is a whole lie. So what they do is bounce around the book, use God as a pit bull, the devil as, as the backup bully when God and the devil is the same person. And they're all you. Variations of the self. So I am Lucifer. I am Lucifer, the light bearer. And why was Lucifer such a threat to the church? Because he told them that they was all fronting. He was telling the people, why are they lying to you talking about I'm the bad guy when they ain't even told you that you got. So if I don't tell you of your power, but I keep charging you every Sunday, how is that love? So the most powerful one in the whole Bible was Lucifer because Lucifer was the light bearer. He was the one to tell you of yourself. Lucifer was the fallen angel, which was you. You fell from the kingdom of heaven into these physical bodies, which was your bondage. But you wasn't meant to stay here. You were supposed to get out of here. And how do you get back to the self? You're in this world, but not of it. Render all that is Caesar unto Caesar's. Stop following the ways of your oppressor. Fuck all this physical bullshit. You don't need it. I am the money. I want and need for nothing. Creator creates all and all belongs to me. You have to raise your vibration and get out of the spirit of lack. Because if you want to really know something, this is why they keep us as a people locked into that slavery story. I want you to research something. I want you to research the land grab grants of 1895, right? The land grab grants of 1895 gave 85% of all these so-called Europeans, pale-skinned people, free acres of land free acres of land many of them were dirt poor no money in the bloodline no slaves after slaves all that shit was a orchestrated narrative so by 1895 they started to give a lot of the land away to many of the people that didn't have any land so we kind of find ourselves stuck in that somebody's the have-nots and we're the don't have shit but you have to understand the last shall be first and the first shall be last look at all the people that got all this physical shit live in nice little addresses, nice little places. There's a guilt deep within them that they know that, ah, oh, man, this is, <laughs> God give of God take of away. Because they know they've been pretending God's will. And soon, God is going to take all that 
that was erected. This is why Satan is the god of this world. So to show you not to say the Satan and the Lucifer is two different people. The Satan was the character they created to be in opposition of God, or rather be the scapegoat in the Bible so they could all rob the community. What does it say in the, in the, in the chapter of Matthew? Matthew, it says, shall be called a house of prayer but you shall made it you have made it a den of thieves my house shall be called a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves so why did jesus flip over the table of the money changers why are we out in this corruption in the government it's the same shit we're talking about truth and evil we're talking about falsehood and a reality that's light light and the darkness so this whole thing with Psalms, we're going to go to Psalms, right? Psalms 142, verse 7, right? Psalms 142, verse 7. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Bring my soul out of prison. Didn't I tell you you're Lucifer, the fallen angel that fell into this physical body, which was bondage, because the sin that you committed was the ignorance of knowing that you were God. So you're here to get your soul out of prison. Do you understand what's taking place? This is why the book they talk about Jesus spending three days in hell. And then they talking about the, the, the devil's going to put you in hell. Hmm. Well, who's the devil? Because there's a physical devil. We know the characteristics of the Bible speaks to it. But let me ask you, does any mythical devil own any prisons? Or, hmm, there are some complexions on certain characteristics that we call devils that happen to own these institutions, right? So it's speaking of a, an impression that's coming on a certain group of people. But, but, but the group of people we're talking about, the light bearers, those who have the light. Remember I told you there's two kind of species here. We have man and mankind. Those that have a soul that are of the soul and those that don't have a soul. Those that don't have any melanin. Do you understand? This is why they sell melanin or melatonin, right? This is another another bill in itself. A lot of these so-called Europeans, they can't sleep without melatonin. They take melatonin pills and all this stuff because their pineal is calcified and it doesn't produce any melatonin. Now, your melatonin controls all of the energy systems within the body, all of the organ systems within your temple. And, it, and, and these people studied the production of your melanin. They study the production of your melon to how, how to do what? To stop its production and to usurp it and use it for their own purpose. If you knew how many products that were made with aborted babies, you would take a look at the inception and the concept that's taking place in this country. Because someone is a host and someone's a parasite. You got to understand the difference between the two. You ever notice? They all praise the Queen of England, and but you really go back to the bloodline. You see her hair a little bit, a little bit frizzy, ain't it? <laughs> she, she got a little darker tint than everyone around her, don't she? And, and if you look at, none of them can be of royalty or pretend to be of royalty, royalty unless they can be traced directly back to the Moorish bloodline. The Moorish bloodline. 
Ho. They speak of the Moors in the Bible. And who do they speak of in particular? Ruth the Moabitess, which was Joshua's great-great-great-grandmother, the direct bloodline to the Creator. So you have to understand why you're catching certain hells, but all of this shit is an illusion. Because if the soul is asleep, what does this really matter? What is the struggle? What does the stress really matter? Because as they said in the Bible, what did they say? They, they hung Jesus in a tree. In a tree. Hmm, sound familiar. Uh, 16, 1700s, they used to hang a lot of gods in the tree. Right. None of this stuff is by accident. But you gotta deal with this facts over feelings. Let's bounce around. Let's bounce around. We're gonna go to uh, Proverbs. No, let's go to let's go to John. Let's go to John. Let's go to John. Let's bounce around. You heard? So, yeah. No, you know what? Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-two. Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-two. The light of the body. This is the most powerful fucking verse in the book. Wake up to the God self. The body, the light of the body is the eye. The light of the body is the eye. And I just told you, where is the seat of the soul? In the Garden of Eden. Where's the Garden of Eden? God's mind. That third eye. So let's get back to that. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Do you see what's going on here? This is the whole concept of close these two eyes and open your spiritual eye up. In the land of the blind, the man with one eye is the king. Do you understand? <laughs> the, let's go into this, right? The person with the one eye. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. See, all of the shit you're going after with these two eyes, it's going to always leave you coming up short. You're never going to have enough money. You're never going to have the biggest house. You never none of, none of that shit is going to fulfill the ego. The ego got the biggest appetite on the planet because ego isn't even real. So it can consume all of the physical shit that ain't even real also. But the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is the darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and men. So now understand this, right? When you understand that you, God, and the quest of the soul is to be of service to the God self, why wouldn't you want to serve the God in you and the God in others? So do you, do you understand the difference here? That your heaven is not physical things. It's not, I need all this shit. I need a fountain of champagne flowing 24 hours. That's not what the soul's here to get. You see the pyramids, right? Man, we had gold up to our motherfucking eyebrows. But what happened? They buried themselves with it. That's why they got grave robbers. So it was to show you, I don't care who you are in this life. You can't take none of this physical shit you created with you. So what do you take with you? You take your deeds. You take your sincere intent that was behind you going after these things. That passion, that soul. Why do you do what you do? What gets God going? Everything is a measurement of the soul. This is why the goddess Ma'at, she would have the scale. And on those scales, she would have the feather and the heart. 
So in order for you to cross over into the afterlife, the heart must be lighter than the feather. This is not physical, it's all esoteric. So if the heart has to be lighter than the feather, what does that mean? In order for you to fly, gotta get rid of that heavy heart. Gotta let go of all the shit that the ego is telling you feel this way about. Because in the grand scheme of things, God is just trying to get back to itself. And you're going to go through a, a crazy ass adventure to get through itself. You ever notice how the hero in all the movies is more praised when he gets to the end of the movie, right? And in that last scene, he rides off in the sunset with the girl. And he gets the money and everything. Every mythos ends the same exact way. The story of the guy getting the girl, right? The masculine, divine masculine and feminine coming back together as one. So what happens? What makes that scene all the more important? Because you went through the whole journey with the hero. You knew all the stuff the hero went through, the leaps and bounds and, and the failures and the triumphs. So your victory becomes all that more valuable. Your victory becomes all that more valuable when you truly understand what you got to go through. See, everyone's trying to avoid the path of least resistance, right? Everybody's trying to, man, I just want to do the least amount of shit and just get everything in the physical and my family's taken care of and I got my children and everybody's good and all this other shit and then what happens? Every time something's going well for you in the physical, what happens? Your spirit is unsettled. Something's out of balance. Something's out of order because in the grand scheme of things, it matters not what's on your resume. It matters not what's on your resume. You don't know you got, I don't give a fuck what's on your resume. You got five degrees of stupidity from fuck out here university. It matters not. If you don't got no degrees of the soul, all of that shit is for the ego. It's for sure. So look at all those that are in times of turmoil and all oh, the world's about to end and all this other shit. Nope. Those are the people that aren't content in the soul. They're the people living in scarcity. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my, oh my God, mortgage went up. Oh, this is, all of this shit had to happen to show you what are you valuing? Are you valuing the victory of the soul? Or are you out here just valuing physical shit? Lord giveth, Lord taketh away, right? It could be sunny one day and then it could be a fucking tornado run right through your house and take everything. So then what is it you to be valuing here? Let's go back. Because all through the book, it's just become a roadmap to let you know that mm, the minute you say you God, these are the pathways that you can end up down. So all the characters in the Bible, they're just you at different degrees of understanding. So when you was 15, you might have been Peter. You might have walked through some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Might have been John at one time. But understand the stories were not meant to be taken literal. So people are still arguing about these characters that they really exist. Man, was Jesus Sanders really brown? Did he really have a Jerry? Like, man, listen, none of this stuff was meant to be taken literal. And the 12 disciples are the 12 versions of the self. Isn't the zodiac the 12 versions of the self? And, and the zodiac represents you as well. You know? Your sign is just your the head, but every other part represents you. Let me show you something. Let me show you something, right? Because truth is universal and you, you can only show and prove. Right? Let me show you something. Let me show you something right here. Let's see if I can hold that up, right? If you take a look here, right? This is the physical zodiac, right? The Aries is your head, right? That's, that's the head of the zodiac, right? That represents the baby. That, that, that's remember the head pops out of the womb first right Taurus is your throat Taurus and Scorpio represents the throat and your Taurus is remember you, you're speaking 
your mind in this physical existence, right? Everything, everything that is, is a vibration. Right now you hear the sound of my voice because my voice is vibrating on a particular frequency. So if you look at that tree, this is that physical tree of life, and you look at that will of life or that will of fortune, which would be the zodiac, you look at cancer. Cancer represents your chest. The opposite of cancer will be Capricorn, and that's the knees, right? This is why they gave these different variations of the zodiac. They gave them like animal-like characteristics because anytime you see the animal or an animal-looking figure, it was to represent energy. This is why they had all these ancient deities back in the day. It wasn't that it was a hundred different gods. They were trying to tell you that I can't tell you about all the encompassing power of God and just one energy. I got to show you all the energies. So it was a God of war and a God of this and a God of lightning when all that shit was just the one supreme energy. But this is why we had the world's largest libraries because I'm not just reading from the Bible itself. I can't tell you the truth from one book. He that knows one book knows none because the truth is found in all the books. And I respect all the books and all the prophets. So if you look here, Virgo represents the stomach. Pisces is the feet. And Pisces represents the age of belief, right? When you believe something, you're going to get on the path towards it, right? If you believe in yourself, you're going to get on that path and you're going to move your feet. Libra represents the kidneys. Scorpio represents the genitals. That's the underworld, the unseen, right? Isn't the child first created in the unseen before... <laughs> Your wife got that belly, you know what I'm saying? First, you know, it had to happen in, in, in the unseen. Sagittarius represents the thighs and the hips. And the opposite of Sagittarius is Gemini. Gemini represents the arms and the shoulders. All of this is, is, is real esoteric. Capricorn represents the knees. Cancer, the opposite, represent, represents the chest. Aquarius represents the ankles. Leo is the heart, right? That's why everybody has to have courage of the heart, right? Remember the, the, the movie of The Wizard of Oz? The, 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 the cowardly lion was looking for a heart. Right, because Leo represents the heart. Pisces is the feet. So there's a reason I'm going into all this, right? This is this is the reason, because um, we're dealing with this um, Mars retrograde, right? And we're dealing with Mercury and all this other stuff. And all of this stuff is in Gemini, right? So Gemini is dealing with the shoulders and the arms, right? What are you willing to put on your shoulders? What are you willing to carry? What weight are you willing to lift? And dealing with the arms, what are you willing to create? What are you willing to manifest? So in this season, during the next six months, you are at the highest point of manifestation that you can ever be. But what activates it is your belief that you can manifest. So don't complain in this season about the weight on your shoulders. This is what Gemini is. Don't, that, that, that's the ego self. That's complaining about the work it's here to do. The soul came here to get busy. The soul came here to do some work. Put that work in. So understand that you're here to use these hands to create. So don't complain about the weight on your shoulder. Lift that weight because you got to lift weight to get stronger and start to find out what creations you are here to cultivate and get busy. Don't worry about all the tools, all the resources, all the finance you need to make it line up. It's going to line up when you believe it to line up. The universe is responding to your vibration. If you are in a constant state of lack, we always think everything has to line up in your life a certain kind of way for you to have the life you want. You're going to always be running after the life that you want and you'll never get it. The belief that you can have what you want is what solidifies that which belongs to you. We have to get out of a state of lack. You're never going to have enough money. You're never going to have none of that stuff is ever going to line up for you in the physical. Especially the more you raise up your spiritual vibration, 
the lower your physical vibration becomes. Do you get it? It's, it's called a vibratory rate. Understand this. Everything is divine balance. Everything is divine balance. So we're going we're gonna to bounce around a few more. We're going to bounce around a few more. We're going to bounce around a few more scriptures, right? So here we're going to go to um, Hebrews, right? Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 19, all right? If you want to follow along, if you got your book, if you don't, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We have a church today. And church is a German word that simply means circle, right? Gathering of two or more, right? And that's all that is. I ain't trying to uh, doctrinate you or convert you, right? I'm just trying to open up the third eye. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Um, Hebrews, give me one second. St. John's. Hebrews, Hebrews. Let's go, let's go. Here we go, here we go. Hebrews uh, chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Let's go over that again. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. So the hope, the faith that you have in you accomplishing what you're here to accomplish is what anchors the soul. It's what your faith reminds the soul of what's real. So if, if, if you trying to line up a certain life you want, you want the, you know, the family, the car, the house, the dog, the picket fence. You want all these things that you want. It all starts with the belief in the heart that these things can be obtained no matter what. No matter your physical, uh, financial uh, circumstances, all of these things will be given to you and they cannot be denied if you're sincerely wanting them from the heart. So what anchors the soul is your hope of things unseen. That business you want, it's already successful. That relationship you want, it's already flourishing. It's already thriving. That family that you, that you want, they're already around you. You have to change the heart. Because if your heart stays at a vibration of lack, the universe is going to always leave you in situations where you lack things. And things will never line up for you. And you're going to always constantly be chasing this and that for something to line up so you can finally make a move. It's not how that works. If you look at all the, 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 the tales in the movie, the hero had to do something that he was uncomfortable with, right? If everything was comfortable and everything was lined up and I'm going to get my life right and everything's comfortable and then I can have everything I want and then I'm happy, it'll never line up that way. Because in order for you to create, there has to be chaos. In order for you to be comfortable, you have to sustain a level of un uncomfortability. In order for you to be comfortable, you have to sustain a level of uncomfortability. So it's in those moments where you find yourself uncomfortable, where you find yourself stressed out, where you're trying to line things up in your life, where this is where you just got to be still and raise the vibration of your faith. 
A lot of times things aren't, ain't lining up for you because you, you don't got no faith that it will line up. What do he say? Ye have little faith. Any of us don't have faith in each other. A lot of us just go through the motions and shit. We just tolerating each other. No real faith as to do we sincerely believe what we're trying to get to. Because if you got faith in it, the Lord can't deny you of it. It's already yours. But your vibration has to meet that victory in which you already claimed. Get out your head and let God in. Right. Build or destroy. Build or destroy. And that's what you're here to do with that temple. So you got to understand which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. So your hope, your faith is always going to remind you why you're really here. And it ain't for your resume. And it ain't for people to praise you neither. It's for you to free your soul out of bondage. Get free. Get free. Get out your mind. Get out your thoughts. Get out of stressing. Get out of this. Get out of that. Things are not lining up for you because you don't believe it will. And as simple as that. Simple as that. We'll close it out with Corinthians, right? Let's go to Corinthians. Uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, right? Start there. Corinthians. There we go. There we go. Uh, there we go. There we go. Give me a second. Give me a second to pull it up. Right there. Corinthians um, chapter 15, verse 45 through 58. Chapter 15. 45 through 58. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. See, now I'm about to bring it back full circle. Watch the first part of this when I'm talking about the Garden of Eden, and they wasn't kicked out of the garden, they were sent out because they figured out they were gods. And so it is written, the first soul of man, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So there was two Adams. Hmm, two Adams. Two Adams that evolved. Right. What did they say? They said that Adam named Eve. Pay attention to the, to the narrative. Adam named Eve. And he said Eve, he called her Eve because she was the mother of all creation. So if she's the mother of all living things, Adam wasn't living at the time he was in the garden he was dead he was just in spirit he was god's thought and until she gave him knowledge of self adam became the physical man that would go through the physical trials and tribulations to get back to the soul man powerful shit i'm gonna read that one more time and so it is written the first man adam was made a living soul and the last adam was made a quickening spirit how big that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and the afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Do you understand what it means to be born again? Once you realize you are God, you got to be born again in the kingdom as God. Now you become the soul, free from its physical bondage the first man is of the earth earthly 
The second man is the Lord from heaven, as is the earthy, such as they also that are earthy, and as is the heavenly, such as they also that are heavenly. So it's trying to tell you that God and man is one. And God wasn't pissed off with them in the garden. And he purposely told them not to eat from the tree to spark the divine consciousness. Because before Adam was the physical man, he just was the consciousness of God. Then he became the living man. But he became a living man once he fell asleep and his wife appeared. Or did he physically was birthed out of her? Do you understand? That rib represents the cage of the temple. And the ribs protect or house the organs as well as the heart. She was his protection. Don't, 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 don't every mom protect her son. Your son, your son could be a goddamn knucklehead. He go to jail. Ain't not my baby. My baby's an angel. Mom, she don't want to hear nothing bad about her baby. So to understand that innate nature, that mom is always going to be thinking highly of her son. And if she's God and I'm her son, what does that make me? God's son. Henceforth, God. So let's continue here, right? Because it's revealing in, in Corinthians. As and as we have borne the image of the earthy, and as we had borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Wasn't man created in God's image? Well, what does God look like? Because if you're looking at the physical manifestation, God can't be described by one person. Because I look in the mirror and I see God, but I look different from you. But you look in the mirror and you see God, and you're different from me. So what is the book talking about? It's talking about dealing with that Gemini energy, right? It's talking about the duality. It's talking about the false self. The person you think you are and the God you know you are. You just don't know here. But you know here in the pit of your stomach. But you don't know here in the heart. And that's why you got to go on your individualized journey to wake up to the God self. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Because if God is not just physical, you can't rule the kingdom unless you know that you're the soul. Get it? And the soul don't ever die. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit in corruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. See what's going on? Many of us go to sleep and they don't go anywhere. That's what I'm saying to you. Many of us go to sleep and we don't go anywhere. You know how some people go to sleep and they don't dream about shit? Dude, I ain't had a dream in 20 years. So you got to understand, there's, there's levels to sleep, right? You got beta, delta, you got different levels to the sleep realm. And you only get to that delta uh, sleep realm when you truly get to the kingdom, back to the God self, and you're able to retain those Akashic records. So it's saying many of us do not sleep but we will be changed. Didn't I tell you these euros don't have any melanin? They don't have any melatonin, so they gotta pop melatonin bells because they can't sleep. Remember the vampire movies and the vampire life and they always out partying at night up to five, six in the morning. Why they never sleep? Because at night, our bodies produce melatonin. The melatonin connects us to the unseen realm, the God world or the kingdom of heaven. 
And if you can't produce it, you ain't got no ties to that other side of the world. So you're not trying to sleep. We sleep. What happens when you sleep? Oh, man, I just slept on it last night. You might have been stressing about something. You're like, man, I just slept on it. You allow that, that, that temple to produce that melanin to start moving around that stagnant energy. And you woke up clear head, fresh. Oh, man, I just need a good night's sleep. But look at all those people that don't sleep. Close their eyes, but they don't sleep. Because they're not connected to the kingdom. But remember, the book is telling you about two kinds of people here in this reality. The false self and the real ones. Man and mankind. Kind of like man. It's telling you who God and the devil is. It's all a vibration. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. The dead shall be raised. You're dead in your physical thinking. The dead shall be raised. You shall be born again. Right now, you're dead because you're dead to the fact of the God self. And all you know is this physical existence and you think that you're gonna eventually die. But what needs to die is your concept of death itself. You get it? You free yourself from bondage when you understand that you're the soul that can't die. That's in a temporary body that will go back to where it came. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and shall and this mortal shall have put on immortality. This mortal shall put on immortality. See, once you let the carnal mind die, once you let the concept of death die, and you understand that you're forever, you're eternal, you're, you're dealing with immortality, you put on that cloth of immortality. It's a vibration. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall we brought to pass the same that is written. Death is swallowed up in the victory. This is why he's talking about Jesus with the resurrection and he, and he overcame death. Because there was never no death to overcome. Because the God can't die. It was just the knowledge of, I'm going to leave this physical temple. And once I leave the temple, it's some stuff I got to do. But I got to get these spiritual downloads in order to fortify the soul to vibrate at such a higher frequency when I'm on that next plane of existence. What if you, you, you leave this physical and you're vibrating at such a low frequency, when you get to those other realms, that shit shoots you right back to this false reality. And this is what that karma, people talking about, you know, incarnation and all that. And, and the ancestors believed in the incarnation, right? And, and what they would do, they would mummify the body. Why would they mummify the body? They would wrap the body up. They believed that the body, that the soul didn't make its full transition until the body fully decayed. So they would prolong the, the, the soul from going to the next realm by wrapping the body up. So if it's mummified, it takes it longer for the body to decay. And the longer it takes to decay, the longer the soul is still trapped inside the body. See, we were some, some scientists, man. Scientists. But understand that once you no longer had an attachment to the soul, you started to understand, well, I mean, you no longer had an attachment to the physical body. You started to understand, well, the soul has more value than what I think. And we started to chase gold less. You see how we, we had all the gold up to, up to our eyebrows and shit. Gold everything. And then somewhere we started to decline because we had to get a spiritual principle that, yo, we erected that shit from the earth. So how can something from the earth be more valuable than the earth? Or those that walk upon the earth. 
and those that came from the earth themselves. We started to devalue the soul and started to value the ego more and more. And that's how we fell. We lowered our vibratory rate at such a low vibration that we couldn't even hear the frequency of God. And every day, every time you hear some truth, your soul resonates with it. That's why you're watching a bill like this. We on day, day 12, we talking about over 20 hours of me going through Bible scripture. And the people are getting their fill. Because in the time we in, yeah, it's the age of knowing, the age of information, but we in the age of ignorance. We in the age of ignorance. We in the age of where you got a choice to not even pay attention to none of that shit. So I salute all those that are paying attention to messages like this because they're few and far between. But the creator only need a few lights, a few sparks down here to light this whole shit up. Become a spark today. Don't live in darkness. And we said, those that got that light in the eye, that light in the eye, have light throughout the whole temple. Those that's living in darkness, they look like they shine. Those that's living in darkness, they look like they shine. Those that are light, they out here glowing. Look at all the people out here glowing, going through their struggles, going through all their stress. I see you, Empress, going through your, your trials and tribulations. You glowing out here, man. I see you, King. You lifting that weight. Yeah, you holding the family. You doing what you got to do. Glowing out here. There's a difference. Don't chase the shine. Embrace the glow. Don't chase, don't chase the shine. Embrace the glow. And all you got to do is lighten up that light within the temple. Stay out of the spotlight. Ain't none of that shit real. Ain't none of that shit real. So we're going to wrap it up. And as we always do, we do our affirmations. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do that affirmation. So for the 40-day Grand Ascension, I will leave you with an affirmation. And you know how we do. We send it up in threes. We're going to repeat this affirmation three times. And salute to all those heirs of the empire. So today's affirmation for day 12 of the 40-day Grand Ascension, where is the Garden of Eden? At the seat of the soul. What does the soul need? My soul is seated in the Garden of Eden. My job is to water, nurture, grow, and cultivate my tree of life. My tree of life needs sun and also needs rain. The more I feed the soul, the stronger it gets and is allowed to free itself. To get back to the garden, I must follow the needs of the soul. My soul is seated in the Garden of Eden. My job is to water, nurture, grow, and cultivate my tree of life. My tree of life needs sun and rain. The more I feed the soul, the stronger it gets and is allowed to free itself and is allowed to get back to the garden. I must follow the needs of the soul. Last time, my soul is seated in the Garden of Eden. My job is to water, nurture, grow, and cultivate my tree of life. My tree of life needs sun and also rain. The more I feed the soul, the stronger it gets and is allowed to free itself. To get back to the garden, I must follow the needs of the soul. So today, take five minutes and go into meditation. It's a reason you're dealing with this anxiety during this retrograde. It's a reason you just... You just seem unsettled. It's a reason you, 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 you can't sleep at night. It's a reason you got tears in your eyes. 
because the more you silence the soul, the more weight is placed on the heart. The more you leave that soul silenced, the more you can't hear the voice of God, the more your life is going to be in turmoil. It's only going to get worse from here because you're not answering what the soul wants. What is it that you want in your heart? Write it down. Speak it. Listen to what those thoughts are that you wrote. First you think it, then you speak it, then you write it, then you seal it, and the deed is done. Abracadabra, I create as I speak. This concludes the 40-day Grand Ascension. I am your host, JF Bay, and I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. And we're going to deal with this facts over feelings. And this is the Third Eye High podcast. You can catch the audio version of this build anywhere you catch your uh, podcast content. Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you catch your content, I'm there. Under facts over feelings, Third Eye High, right? And this sponsor, as all this build, like all builds, have been sponsored by the Most High. And this build is also co-sponsored by the Empress. Salute to the Empress, Herbalist Jazz. Peace, love, and light, Empress. Um, anybody that wants to purchase any of the health products that the Empress sells, you can use my code JFBEY B E Y and receive 10% off your overall order. Now, let's look at some of the products the Empress has. She has an assortment of herbal blend teas, right? These herbal blend teas are great for the immune system. She has one called Ultimate Immunity, right? It's great for boosting up the red tea, tea blood cell count, helps to keep the immune system up fighting off, you know, infections, viruses, COVID, any, anything that might come down the pipe, that building up that immune system, keeping it in top shape, right? Keeping your system running sufficiently. She also has one called Iron, Iron Max. Now, Iron Max is great for anybody dealing with iron deficiency. A lot of the symptoms of COVID mimic iron deficiency, fatigue, uh, shortness of breath, uh, chest pains, uh, all of this stuff, weakness, um, tiredness, uh, hair loss, all of this stuff is dealing with uh, iron deficiency. And a lot of times if you're iron deficient, the iron is, is important in the body because your iron helps you absorb every other mineral that you need. So you might change your diet, you might start eating a little healthier, but if you're iron deficient, your body's not gonna be able to absorb those nutrients that you're trying to take in. So load up on that Iron Max. She also has one called Blood Detox, right? A lot of people are dealing with ailments and sicknesses. A lot of times it's dealing with too many toxins and pollutants in the blood. So if you just you know, you can do a fast and you can do a diet and all this other stuff. But if you don't address the impurities in the blood, you're going to get sick once again. She also has one called a brain booster, right? This brain booster tea is phenomenal. It's great for uh, mental agility, helps to keep the clarity, right? You can also give a cup of tea to the babies, right? Keep them sharp in school. And it's also great for boosting your energy. The Empress also has a great uh, assortment of other products. Let's take a look at her website, right? If you want to order any of the products, I also tag her website in the description of this video. And I also put her website in the comments, right? So her website is universalhealth.guru, right? Not .com, universalhealth.guru, right? Now let's take a look at the Empress's site. So when you go to her site, universalhealth.guru, and these are some of the products that the empress uh jazz carries she has that purple sea moss right of the highest spectrum she got that purple sea moss she gets it naturally from you know divers that go to get it so she has a fresh supply of that reach out to her if you need the sea moss gel the capsules etc 
she also has an assortment of sage right if you need that sage especially during the six months of this retrograde you want to sage your, your house as much as possible especially when there's people going to and from in and out of your space she also has the elderberry syrup that's good for boosting and boosting the immune system she has a great uh golden body scrub that's good for anybody dealing with you know eczema you're dealing with skin issues and all the other stuff and just want to get clearer skin the empress also has the healing body butters with uh cbd right the healing body butters that she has with the cbd the they're good for ailments they're good for you know achy joints soreness pain you know good for massages also also good for the scalp you can use the body butter to hydrate the skin right it keeps the pores open and everything great product you can also put this in your hair right any sisters dealing with dandruff and scalp issues and all this you can put that in your hair and get that silkiness and you know what i'm saying get yourself right she also has the natural plant-based hand sanitizer load up you know what i'm saying she has also has the sea moss and bladder rack capsules right the sea moss and bladder rack capsules 92 and 102 minerals that the body needs load up and get you some she also has an assortment of teas she has uh the mullen leaf tea the mullen leaf tea is great for cleaning mucus from the lungs right this helps the digestive i mean it helps the respiratory tract she also has a burdock root. This burdock root is great for purifying the blood. Load up and also helping the digestive system. Allergy relief. Anybody dealing with uh, allergy season? The Empress has a great herbal blend tea that helps with allergies, right? So load up and get you that. Also, the Empress has a colon cleanse, right? Anybody want to detox once you get your blood right, you get your iron levels up, before you change your diet, start eating better with fruits and vegetables, you might want to do a colon cleanse, you know? A lot of people are backed up and you got, you know, these uh, compacted uh, parasites within the body that can still cause harm to the colon, colon cancer, etc. So load up, get you that colon cleanse if you need it. She also has a plant-based uh, baby formula, right? So anybody that you don't want to take that, you know, toxic formula that they sell and all the other, you know, uh, Infamil and Similac and all the other toxic shit. She has a plant-based formula that's great for the baby's immune system and it's natural and load up. She also has the fertility herbal blend. Any of the empresses that, you know, trying to get your... Uh, iron level intake up trying to get you know just your overall system right to conceive a child she has that great product and a lot of great testimonies to go with it that chamomile tea good for the nervous system she also has a great product called memory tonic right this memory tonic is good for boosting the memory as well as giving you energy throughout the day you don't need to you know get something that's gonna help you crash you don't need no coffee no red bull none of that crap you get a shot of that tonic and you good for the entire day she also has the maca root capsules, right? The maca root capsules are good for uh, any women dealing with thyroid issues as well as hormone imbalance and good for the brothers as well too. It helps to balance testosterone as well as estrogen. So it's good for male and female. The Empress has something called wet dreams, right? Any of the sisters that, you know, you try to have a great night in the bed, you know, that might help, you know, help that area. And here are the assortments of the teas, but she also sells them now in a nice comfortable package, right? She also has apparel, so anybody want to support the movement of the brand, you know, this Empress is creating, healing and helping the world. She has assortment of the Universal Health Guru tees, hoodies, etc. right? Salute. And as I said, salute to the Empress, Herbalist Jazz, Peace Empress. And anyone that wants to patronize the Empress and you've seen any products that might interest you, you also can reach out to her on her website and book a consultation right because you might have seen some products here and you don't know what you need 
You can book a consultation with this empress. She'll walk through, you know, a little bit of your health history and she'll recommend herbs that you truly need. She's not trying to just sell you anything and take your money. She's going to represent, she's going to re uh, recommend herbs that you actually need. So you can get the remedy that you're seeking, right? So if you go into our website, universalhealth.guru, use my code JFBEY, B-E-Y, you get 10% off your overall order. Salute, peace, love, and life. Health is truly wealth. Get off it. Do more with your 24. I love y'all to life. You could be anywhere else, but you was here sharing this message. So I give thanks for anybody with the donations. You know, your donation is just watching the video. Your donation, you paid attention. Your donation is sharing this video. A comment, an emoji, a thumbs up. If you want to leave a physical donation, I give thanks for that too. I will pin my cash app in the comments and to the description of this video. My cash app, Far Out Flow, F-L-O-W. Far Out Flow is my cash app. If you want to send any uh, monetary denomination, for the work I've done for, but as I said, we up to day 12, tomorrow we're gonna be on day 13, and I'm giving all this information away free, so you got the information wherever you give a donation or not. So I love y'all to life, and as I said, I don't do this for the likes, I do this for the love, but if you wanna send a donation, there's my cash app, it's in the comments, and pinned to the description. I'm gonna get off here, shine your light today, somebody's way, and help them raise up their vibration to the God self. So until next time, I am your host, J.F. Bay. This is the Facts Over Feelings podcast, and we're going to deal with this Facts Over Feelings. Peace, love, and more light.